You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Picnic Table Society. I am Joe. We got Aaron and Jeff here. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing pretty good for a Tuesday. For a Tuesday? For a Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Implying that Monday was worse than today or Implying better than? Friday would be better than any of them. Oh, Friday would be better. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. Cool. I'm with you. I'm still a little bit sore from Sunday, even though it's Tuesday. But there's a story behind that. I don't know if we have time to get to it. Sore from Sunday. Yeah, I'll tell it really, really quick. So Samantha and I used to run trails, then COVID hit, and we stopped running trails. So then we decided to run some trails Sunday. We were like, let's run two miles, some trails, and we get out there to one of these preserves, and we start running, and we get to like 1.25, and we were like, let's just go a little bit further. So we get to about 1.60, and we turn around, and she's following me, and we didn't bring any bug spray, and it's hot. And these yellow flies and horse flies are landing Ooh. on us, and we can't even walk to Those take a break. Horse flies are the worst, dude. Bro. It was crazy. She was knocking them off my back, and if you know me, I hate bugs, so I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out. Yep. And then uh, she's following me, so I make a left when I should have made a right. And next thing you know, we're up on top of this cliff, and a snake passes us, and she says, "Follow me," and she makes a wrong turn. By the end of the run, it was like 56 minutes and 3.80 miles, and I am hurting right now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, great day. Greatest time. I ever had water, yeah. Hey, no, that's all right. We found a grave site and everything. It was oh, you got, crazy. You went exploring, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Play a witch explorer. Trail, trailblazer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it, man. Yeah. Cool. Kill me now. Hey, what do we got going on this morning, Aaron? So I figured today we talk about sponsorship. Mm. You know, for me, it was a... Okay. It, I really didn't... When I first came into the program, I, I feel like everyone... No one wants to sponsor another alcoholic. Like, we're selfish and self-centered to the core. So none of us actually really want to reach out and help people. But, you know, part of our step work is, you know, says that we pass it on to people just the way it was passed on to us, you know? And... When I got in the rooms, um, I think I was maybe three months sober when I was asked the first time to, somebody asked me to be their sponsor. And, you know, I started taking her through the steps. And, of course, nine, I feel like eight, nine times out of ten, they don't usually stick. Um, But, you know, over the last two and a half years, I've had two that actually, you know, made it a really decent way. And, um, you know, there was probably six months in my between the one year and two year mark that I wasn't sponsoring any women. And I, um, I remember being, it really resented, I really resented it in myself. Like I'm trying to work with these newcomers and it's, it's not, no one wants me to be their sponsor. And it really took a big blow to my ego. And then, you know, of course, sponsor, my sponsor points out to me, well, Aaron, you, you know, you've lived in a halfway house. You have all these friends around you. Why don't you think about, um, you know, just helping them for today? You know, that could be a form of sponsorship, too. So I just kind of wanted to get y'all's opinion on on sponsorship and what it looks like maybe in your recovery. Aaron was all bummed. Nobody will play with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sound like Jeff wanting you to take him fishing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he still has an ex. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Cool. Well, I was looking at, um, you know, just, you know, a real quick sort of, um, I guess, background information on sponsorship, because um, a lot of people may be wondering just, you know, like why or when was sponsorship even formed? Because if you read, you know, the the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and, you know, there's sponsors in other programs too. It's not just AA, you know, there's 
uh, Narcotics Anonymous, people sponsor one another. I know, you know, Cocaine's Anonymous and stuff like that. But um, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, there's no mention of the word sponsorship in the first, uh, what is it, the first 164 pages? First 164. Or it's in the stories. Right. But um, I, did, I did a little bit of research, and apparently the, the term sponsorship actually came around, um, I guess, in the early 1940s. And there is a there's evidence of a pamphlet, I guess, that was produced by a group in Ohio. And they did use the term sponsorship or, you know, sponsor. And um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That's kind of when the terminology formed. But something else that was interesting was um, there apparently and this is, again, in like the early 1940s, there were some hospitals in Ohio and New York that would uh, accept alcoholics under that diagnosis into the hospital if a sober member of AA would agree to be their sponsor and take them to the hospital, visit them while they're in there, take them out of the hospital when they get discharged and bring them to a meeting. So I thought that was kind of interesting like that because I guess back then they didn't really have um, like, I guess, programs for alcoholics. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I guess if you were if you were a a hopeless drunk back then or a drug addict, I guess they would either stick you in some kind of a sane asylum or they would, you know, there wasn't really, you know, there weren't treatment centers and stuff like that, but hospitals started to, you know, admit people as being alcoholics, you know, as long as they were, I guess, quote unquote, being sponsored by somebody else who was like a recovering alcoholic, I guess, or whatever. So anyway, no, I thought that was just kind of interesting, a little bit of background information, but, um, you know, I guess, you know, for me, and I, I know I'm going to have a little bit of a different opinion. Yeah, from, you will. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> yeah, you will. I, I'm going to have a very different opinion. You can only opinion. find newcomers in meetings, show. No, that's funny. That's funny. But um, <laughs> I, I know, you know, for me, listen, sponsorship, okay, so listen, anybody who's new in recovery, okay, doesn't matter where you are. Like I said, any kind of 12-step program, it doesn't even have to be a 12-step program. It could be you know, you're in, you know, some church organizations, some, you know, outpatient treatment program, you know, clinical, you know, psychology, whatever it is that you're, you're doing to uh, try and better yourself. I'm assuming it would be beneficial to you to sort of team up with somebody, you know, kind of like a sponsor, right? Somebody who's kind of been there, done that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm following so, you. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> now, Jeff, Jeff, you've been skydiving, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Isn't it true if you're skydiving, like for your first time, they don't even let you go out of the plane by yourself, right? I don't believe so. You have to go with somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like T- somebody. Tandem jump it. Yeah. Right. You, right. you go with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, right? That's so, probably wise. It, it probably is wise. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's probably, I mean, I've never jumped out of a plane. You have, but I'm assuming it's scary as shit your first time, right? It, you, you know what? It was scary and especially scary when the person in front of me went right before me. Yeah, yeah. They, I thought they were just going to jump out and go straight down. But if you could imagine, and you're listening right now, Samantha was in front of me, and she jumped out. She didn't go straight down. She just went sideways. Back, yeah, sideways. <laughs> and I was next. Oh, uh, there was you scary. go. Yeah, it was yeah. scary. But anyway, but you went with somebody. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I got to imagine, listen, if you're new in recovery, and listen, a lot of us, our lives are in shambles when we get here, right? For sure. I mean, we're you know, either still detoxing or coming right out of detox or were, you know, legal problems, marriage problems, job pro- I mean, you know, our lives are just a mess. It'd be beneficial for you to, you know, team up with somebody who's been around for a little bit 
knows what's going on, can introduce you to people, answer questions and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, because I've, I've heard some people out there kind of bash the whole sponsorship thing. Right. And it's like, listen, there's there's no reason to bash that. I mean, you're just somebody's new. Get a sponsor. Right. Like somebody who, you know, can teach you the ropes a little bit, you know, like a, like a trainer or something like that, you know. But besides all of that, you know, for me, you know, sponsorship was, um, you know, it was definitely a, it played an important role in my life. But the longer that I've stayed sober and, you know, the more and this is like I said, this is where my opinion is really going to diverge from most people is I don't feel as though it's quite as important today in my life as it was in my early days. Okay, meaning I don't I don't I don't call my sponsor every day. I mean, I'm lucky if I talk to the guy every couple of weeks, you know what I mean? But um you know, it's just, I have a network of guys though. Like I have, and that was one of the things that an old timer here taught me. Cause I asked him about the whole sponsorship. This was years ago. And he said, Joe, what you need is a home group where everybody knows you and they can call you out on your shit and you have accountability through them. And that's what I have. I have a group of guys that, I mean, they'll just, I, I stay accountable to these people. I'm in contact with them all the time. You know what I mean? So well, and I know, like I said, that opinion is going to differ from a lot of people, especially this guy who's about to share his opinion, Jeff. Well, first, <laughs> first, I, w- <laughs> I want to say that um, whatever works for you works for you. I am not the Absolutely. one to judge. Nobody Absolutely. should judge anybody yes. else. Yes. If it, if you if it's working for you a certain way, your sponsor tells you to do something. Listen to what your sponsor says. That's my uh, that's my opinion. And Joe's correct um, when he was talking. I like I like the history of the program. And, it's just uh, interesting. Yeah, our, yeah. The Big Book was uh, published in April 10th, 1939, I believe. And, uh, you know, it was written by a bunch of guys, including uh, the founder, Bill W. And what's funny is, yes, the word sponsor is not mentioned in that first 164, but it is mentioned in the stories that have changed over the years. However, in 1953, Bill himself wrote that 12 and 12. And the word sponsor is in there 13 times. Okay. And I think it's the same reason why that 12 and 12 was written, because if you think about in the literature of the big book, step six and seven only has one paragraph. When you get to the 12 and 12, 14 years later, Bill finds out he's got way more character <laughs> defects to talk about. Oh, that's yeah. what those okay. were. <laughs> and, and apparently he had a bunch of them, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Save that for another we show. We will save that for another yes. show, yeah. Yes, absolutely. But also, in the big book, I, I couldn't find a page. I was looking for it, and it, it tells us who, like, it gives us... Um, opinions on who to get with when we're when they're re- when we're ready to share that vital fifth step with somebody and the word sponsor isn't mentioned okay but for me and my experience and it's just my experience right in those first six months that i got here i had five different sponsors i did grab sponsor after sponsor after sponsor but i was unwilling to to get out of the pain and change and when i finally grabbed a sponsor the main thing to this day two main things that a sponsor is there for me for is to hold my butt accountable Okay, and to take me through the 12 steps, which is where the recovery is. Okay, look, who knows more about alcoholism than anybody else in the world? An alcoholic. Who knows more about recovery than anybody else in the world? An alcoholic in recovery. I can't go through these steps and do them myself. I need somebody with experience who has been through those steps, a person who I want what they have. And I have that today. And the way I work my program is just me today. I have to call my sponsor every day because guess why? Uh, In sobriety, I didn't call my sponsor at one point and my life turned to crap. 
Same reason why I have to go to a meeting every day, because I've experienced in sobriety of not going to a meeting every day. You do what works for you. Exactly. So I've, I've personally had two different experiences in sobriety where I didn't utilize a sponsor and it, man, the pain that it caused me, I caused me for that. So now I have an experience for the past three and a half years. I have my current sponsor. He put my hand in the hand of God. I owe it to him to call him every day. I owe it to him to be accountable to him every day. You know, I want what's what I want all the gifts that this program gives me. And if I'm going to receive those gifts from God, I have to continue doing what is suggested to me. And the first thing suggested when a newcomer comes in the room, everybody says it, get a sponsor, work the steps, get a sponsor, work the steps. I can't stop doing that for me. I can't. Yeah. And see, I really like what you just said there, Jeff, you know, sponsor, put your hand in the hand of God. Um, I know that it was really beaten into my head, you know, coming into these meetings at the beginning of my sobriety that you want to watch, though, um, because, you know, when we're newly sober, we have this tendency. I mean, even shoot, even years after being sober, I still have this tendency of trying to fill a void. And so it's really easy for me to forget that my sponsor is also human. My sponsor is also in the same program as me, you know, so. I can't put that sponsor on such a high pedestal. Like they are human just trying to walk shoulder to shoulder with me to put my hand in the hand of whatever my higher power is, you know? And another point that I really, um, like after you were sharing it pointed in my head, like iron sharpens iron. You know, if, if I want what somebody has, I'm going to ask that person to be my sponsor. Um, and that, that's kind of, that's kind of what I did when I came in these rooms, you know, I had a woman share and like when she shared, she told my story. Like there was a lot more similarities than normally what I was hearing. And I asked her to be my sponsor. Simple as that. She walked me through the steps, you know, and I stayed with her just up until recently. And it's like, she literally would be there for me every day to answer the phone and to help me through things. Now, something that I see today in my sponsees, um, I have one sponsee that likes to call me and, uh, just, just, shoot shit in the wind <laughs> like yeah. and it's like yo i get it yeah. you know like i don't want you to i don't want to waste your time and i don't want you to waste my time i want you to get the the most that you can out of aa and for me that looked like going to a meeting every day you know doing step work calling my sponsor kind of telling her and it goes back to that accountability thing kind of telling my sponsor like this is what i did today not so much for like details of my day but like you know, my sponsor now likes to say, you know, if you got angry at a red light and try to run that red light, like we need to talk about that because there's a character defect behind there. You know, there's something else going on. So I don't know. I just I really think that um, it, it's very it, it was very um, helpful to remember and still to remember that, you know, my sponsor is just as human as I am and they are just as alcoholic as I oh, am. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. No, they for sure are. And I, I want to read this little clip here from this, uh, you know, website that I was on where, you know, it was talking about the history of sponsorship and stuff like that. So it says uh, an AA sponsor, and that, I guess this was actually information taken out of one of those pamphlets early on in mm. like the 1940s, you know? Okay. It says an AA sponsor is not a professional caseworker or counselor mm-hmm. of any sort. <laughs> a sponsor is someone to is not someone to borrow money from nor get clothes, jobs or mm-hmm. food from. A sponsor is not a medical expert nor qualified to give religious, legal, domestic or psychiatric advice. Although a good sponsor is usually willing to discuss such matters confidentially, 
and often can suggest where the appropriate professional assistance can be obtained. A sponsor is simply a sober alcoholic or a drug addict who can help solve only one problem, how to stay sober. And the sponsor has only one tool to use, personal experience, not scientific wisdom. Mm, I like Absolutely. that. And, and that's uh, exactly what a sponsor, you know, and that's it really, you know, like I said, and, and there's different strokes for different folks, absolutely. right? And people... For whatever reason, like I said, it's just, you know, I'm a little different, I guess. I can't imagine some, you know, some of the stories I hear about people where it's like just the uber structure that their sponsors kind of impose upon them. I need that. Some people do need that, I guess. Like I said, that's why, you know, and and it took me a little while to kind of come to that realization that, you know what, some people... Some people need to be told that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, you know, and so my job is to just kind of, you know, sit back and, and, and allow that to happen, you know, and not say anything or anything like that. But it does irk me when I hear stories of sponsors that kind of go against exactly what I read just there, like being a marriage counselor, yep. being a being an attorney, being because like that's not what they are. Well, you know? now we're on step 10. You got to ask yourself, why are you disturbed about that, Joe? Oh no! I'm just, yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like it keeps me awake at night or anything like that. But I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I just for for me, you know, I, I don't know. I like to live my life, man. Right. And I get I, you know, it. Don't you know? Even in sobriety, don't tell me what to do or what to. You know, I have a group of people that I'm accountable to that will call me out on my shit and tell me if they're if I, you know, I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing. But as far as a person that, like, I need to speak to on a daily basis to, like, tell me, give me permission to do stuff, get that. And see, (laughs) that's another point that you brought up that I really like, Joe, is having that network of people. Thank God for that first sponsor that drilled it in my head, like, call other women. Call other women. Mm -hmm. You know, if she wouldn't answer the phone and then a day or two, she never went, like, more than two days without answering the phone. Because, again, she has a life, too. Um, and it was always available for me, you know, if it was an emergency, but, you know, I'd call her after that day or two of her not answering and she'd say, well, did you pick up the phone and call any other women? And she instilled that in my head very early on. And so just like you today, Joe, like I have other women that I am accountable to every day, all day long, you know, and therefore when I get on the phone, my sponsor, it's bigger, deeper issues that we're working through. Um, the one thing I do want to ask you though, Joe, is how do you feel about like, I know carrying the message to other alcoholics, like, cause it sounds like you don't have any sponsees. No, I don't right now. Um, uh, the last guy I was sponsoring, I sponsored him for like a year or something mm-hmm. like that. And then, um, you know, things happen, you know, but, um, I also don't go to a ton of meetings either. So yeah, we pointed that out already. <laughs> well, no. So, so listen, but there's also, listen, everybody has their talents. Everybody has their weaknesses. Okay. There are some people that you will see that ha- literally have like a couple dozen sponsors oh, yeah. and they're like very involved in that sort of thing, you know? And then there's other people that you see that don't really have any, or may have one or two, you know, and I pick up one here and there, you know, but, um, like I said, everybody, you know, everybody's different. Everybody, you um you, you just you just gotta find what works for you. But see you know? something I've noticed about you, you carry the message in other ways. That's what I'm Correct. saying. Everybody exactly. has you gotta find what your what your talents are and then use those. Now, now listen, I'm a big believer in giving back. Don't get me wrong. You know, just, <laughs> oh, there, there goes the finger. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, he but, is big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm a big believer in giving back, but you can give back in other ways right. besides doing that. But um You know, um in the first 
four and a half years of my sobriety. I basically had that same sponsor after six months, and I thank God for him. And uh, I didn't have one guy, one sponsee who ever made it to a year because, you know, I wasn't working the steps properly and all this other stuff. And then when I switched to my current sponsor three and a half years ago, it's by no, no surprise that now I have seven guys and five of them at a year or more. It's because I became willing to do what my sponsor said. And what Joe's saying is different strokes for different folks. And that's what I needed. I needed somebody. I needed a coach in my life. I bring to my sponsor everything that is of any importance. I have to because I have that experience, like I said earlier, of not bringing this stuff to a sponsor and making my own decisions, which is what landed me in this seat in the first place. You know, so I need that help. Man, if it was up to me. And I came into Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't know about y'all, but the first step I wanted to work was step nine. So if I'm going to take myself through the steps when I get here and not get a sponsor, I'm not going to start from step one. Right. I want to go make an apology to everybody. And I am not emotionally capable. Yeah, of that, way, that way you can borrow money from them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I'm a professional manipulative apologist, That's right. right? That's I'm right. sorry. It won't happen again. Give me one more chance. Take me back. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. I need somebody to start my butt on step one and take me through that book no and that's good and you want to know what in my experience you know working the steps with a sponsor was very beneficial for mm -hmm. me too you know and i did it a couple times with a couple different sponsors and you know you, you definitely need that but like i said just for me you know i'm like the total opposite side of the spectrum right. i don't need to i don't need to you know talk to my sponsor every day and tell him what's going on and what i'm doing and you know all this kind of stuff what i do do is i try to you know i i stay in touch with the guy i let him know kind of you know just you know what's going on we meet here and there and the cool thing about it is nowadays, like if if something is going on in my life, the first words out of my sponsor's mouth are, "Oh, how's your uh, how's your prayer life? Exactly. How's your meeting schedule? <laughs> How you you know? Why don't you try? You know? Because that, and then he tells me he's like, listen." All I can do is talk to you about the 12 steps. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're you're a grown man, you can make your own decisions and you have the tools that you're disposable at, at not you're disposable at your disposal to handle any consequences that come your way. Well, it all depends. So. I get it. This is where we differ. I, I'm a grown man, but I'm not, I do not want to make my own major decisions no more. I don't. I'm, <laughs> he's I don't he's been there, done do that, it. don't want to do it again. And, and, and that's know, fine. Like we, I said, different strokes yeah, for different Yeah, we were folks. talking that's about totally sponsees fine. and stuff. And it, man, I, I'm going to tell you right now, in my personal opinion and experience, the greatest, greatest gift that this 12-step program has given me is the, avail is the availability to sponsor another man and take him through the 12 steps and see that light come on. I'm j I just, you know, I feel bad for those who don't, who, they miss that. They miss that. You want to know what, though? And here's a good question, though, okay? And I know we're kind of running short on time here, but what do you guys feel about switching sponsors? Well, I've done it. I've done it, too. I've yeah, you know, no, like like I said, that that one sponsor carried me. For, like I literally just switched probably about a month ago, and what happened was she took me through the steps. Everything was great. My life has been amazing the last two and a half years. But now I'm at this place where I want to grow more spiritually. You know, she put my hand in the hand of the God that I needed at the time to get sober. Now I want to go more in depth with that. You know? No, that's awesome. But like the reason I ask that though is because I've been in meetings where somebody will sit there and say, well, "I've you know I've had the same sponsor for twenty four years." Like, and it's it's almost like you're kind of telling the newcomer, 
Like, you need to get a sponsor and have this person for the rest of your life. Absolutely you know? not. And that is yeah. total bullshit. You know, I, I am I am, I'm a big believer in... I don't in, think many people believe that. No, though. I know. No, but I know just, what you're talking about, no, though. No, you, he, I, I you do it. hear that. Yeah, you I You do get hear it. that. And it's like, I just want to make sure that anybody who's kind of new in this... Like, listen, if, if you get a sponsor and, you know, you, you know, start doing whatever you do with them, at some point or another, if you get to the point where... You just feel like you need to grow a little bit more mm-hmm. and you need to maybe, you know, move on to somebody else who can offer you something that that person couldn't or maybe in a different way or whatever it is. Go do it. And that's there's what, nothing wrong that's with that. What I, I always did. tell newcomers, yeah. you know, is like, just get a sponsor. You can always switch. It's like, not, no you're not matter signing what, a you contract. can always switch. We need somebody to be accountable to yeah. at least get us started. You know, you know, and right. I know we're short on time, but you know, my original sponsor again, I'm very grateful for him. We became very close friends. Um, he wasn't of the spiritual nature, and this was all on me because I stopped doing things. I wasn't completely honest with him and everything, right? And as I said earlier, I put myself through that pain. But what I really wanted was what what not only what my sponsor had, but all of his sponsees had. I saw them smiling. I saw them talking about God, which I never did. I wanted that. It was yeah. time for me to grow, to become a better version of myself. And I finally made that decision to switch yep. up, and I made that decision to turn my will over to God. And it took time, though. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. That's it. Very slowly for Well, hey, listen, we're we're about out of time here. Um, I know I could just keep going on this topic forever and ever, but we will definitely revisit it at some point. (laughs) Well, at some some point, you would probably stop going, like you'd you know, stop calling your sponsor. Uh, (laughs) Come on, we had to um, That's right. (laughs) No, no, it's all good, though, but... Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff, Aaron, you got any uh, anything you want to say to these listeners that we have here before we get out of here? I think I've covered it for today. Cool, cool, cool. Go awesome. To a, go to a meeting and get a sponsor and call your sponsor every single day. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we'll, take you ne- we'll check you out next time. Take care.